Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, hello there. Uh, six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Good to be back. Uh, going to be a short week we have together, but uh, everything's going back to normal. I want to thank Chris Kroc for uh, for filling in. Uh, I, I wasn't able to listen this the past few days, but I've heard him before, and he does a fantastic job uh, on the gig. So you're always in good hands when I want to take a few days off. And what I was doing, I'll talk to you about here in a little bit. Uh, but I was kind of off world for three out, uh, three days there, and uh, still kept up with what was going on. And oh boy, there's a whole lot. Uh, and I want to start the show off by uh, saying that uh, Congress puke uh, Rashida Tlaib is a jackass. She's she's a jackass. She's a horrible freaking human being. Uh, I'm not going to play the audio of her crying her eyes out with that pathetic display yesterday. I I just want it stated for the record that old Uncle Sean thinks... Congressman uh, Tlaib is a jackass, and I, I suspect she might even be, in her own weird way, a terrorist. And I, do I even need to discuss the just vast hypocrisy of how what happened yesterday uh, at the Cannon Office Building? Uh, an office building where a lot of our Congress people have uh, have offices and they spend a lot of time there. Uh, in January sixth, do I do I even really need to spell that out for you? You already know what's going on. You already see it with your own eyes. Uh, I guess the count is around a hundred pieces of crap. Uh, uh, strolled into the. Cannon office building uh, with their Palestinian banners, chanting, uh, you know. Uh, eventually, Capitol Police very politely asked them to leave or, or ran them off or whatever the hell happened. But the, the point is, after yesterday, nobody's tossing around the I word. Nobody's tossing around insurrection uh, as a descriptor of what happened. And I'll tell you why, because it wasn't. And neither was January sixth. Um, I, I I've heard enough stories uh, over the past few days, and I, I got a real a story that just broke my freaking heart that I heard the other day uh, about families and moms and dads who who have lost children, brothers and sisters, and moms and dads uh, at the hands, the bloody hands of uh, Hamas and uh, now up in the north there, Hezbollah. And, and it's, it, you know, it's beyond comprehension for me, and I'm thankful that it is. Um, but to to listen to her bawling her eyes out, I, I wonder, you know, I'm getting a little uh, 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 understanding of, 
<laughs> actors and acting and, and how that stuff works. And I, I'm just thinking, did she have a little Tabasco on her fingers so that she could bring it up to her eye and make the tears flow, man? Like a freaking faucet, you know? These people are pretty good at that. The, the squad, they're really, actually, they're pretty good actors. You know, I mean, uh, remember uh, AOC, Alexandria, Orifice Cortez there? Bawling her eyes out outside of a chain link fence. I think it was, I think it was outside of a Walmart somewhere. You know, falling to her knees about the children that Donald Trump was keeping in cages and separating from their families. Did uh, uh, Talib uh, talk at all about the forty uh, odd babies who were decapitated in the kibbutz uh, in the early hours of the? Hamas slash Iranian Iranian uh, attack. Uh, no, I don't think she did. Uh, she was crying her eyes out about the missile that landed in the parking lot of the hospital, which, by the way, was a Christian hospital. It's a Baptist hospital uh, in Gaza. And uh, security footage, your own National Security Council, uh, looked into this, and uh, yeah, it, it kind of looked like it was a Hamas missile that was kind of of a slightly cheaper grade than what they're usually getting from Russia and North Korea, and landed in the parking lot. Not that people weren't injured, and not that missiles falling near a hospital or on a hospital aren't always bad, because they are. But I, I was I was looking at the images, uh, uh, saw some compare and contrast images, some split screen stuff of what uh, a missile looks like when it hits full on and it leaves this massive crater. It just kind of swallows everything around it, and the 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 crater uh, that was left by the uh, alleged Israeli missile was described, as far as I saw, as a divot. And so watching her go through the histrionics of bawling her eyes out, she even had the little quaver in the voice down pat, man, over the barbarity of the Israelis is, again, beyond freaking obnoxious. Uh, and, and, oh, holy crap, James, we got, a whole, we got some great TV watching coming up tonight where our freaking anemic corpse of a uh, of a president is going to be speaking about uh, you know israel and and oh yeah, yeah it's at seven man well, uh, okay. and old and old sean don't drink anymore so i gotta hear it full on do you think he's gonna be <laughs> uh energized joe or sleepy joe well it depends on what they shoot him up with you know if they uh if he if the uh narcotics are, are still kind of lingering from the afternoon nap. He might be mumbling a little. If they get him, a, get him the, the shot of amphetamines to, to get him up there, you know, it's going to be horrible. I, I you know, I, I, this is so, I, I've listened, again, I, I was really pretty active over the past three days, so I'm kind of getting bits of news here and there. And if, if you're filtering out the chunky bits, which is what I call it, you know, what are most people hearing? That's what I call the chunky bits of any news cycle, right? What, what are the big stories? What are you mostly hearing about? The truth is usually the crap that you're not hearing anything about at all. But what are the chunky bits? The chunky bits that I've heard from this administration, beyond sort of the standard, we stand with Israel, 
and whatever that bizarro don't thing was with Iran. The chunky bits are Israel needs to restrain itself. Israel needs to uh, make sure that when they start bombing the crap out of them or rolling in or whatever the hell they're going to do, that they're making sure the poor, oppressed Palestinian people have everything they need. Trey and I talked about this. It's the big story, one of the bigger stories of the day. I don't know if it's a chunky bit as far as the general population. You know, we handed over billions of dollars or whatever, millions or billions of dollars uh, in humanitarian aid for the Palestinians, which, as you know, uh, you know, pretty much every freaking person knows who's paying attention. It ain't going to go to that. Uh, Hamas ain't going to be buying, you know, little food kits for people. They'll be buying more crap to kill more Israelis with. We, we just gave them a bunch of money to do that. So $100 million to... 100- Hamas and the hundred million was it? Yeah, hundred million. And Iran has that six billion that's oh, in yeah. limbo, frozen, whatever well, they they're could calling it. Against it, you know. <laughs> but all we've done is just go visit the Israelis. That's it. And what? I'm not. I, was, I mean, I was, we're putting ships in the area, but well, yeah. But you know, uh, our military. We discussed this earlier. Our military is on the crapper right now. Is you know the munitions and. Uh, just manpower, just the, the amount of bodies that we have in our military is pretty low right now. So I, you know, I, you getting a message on the topsoil there that don't, don't you do anything. We, we have Israel's back, but we're handing over a hundred mil uh, to the Palestinians slash Hamas slash Iran. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't plan on starting drinking again, but I know that uh, about halfway through the president's speech, I'm going to be going, mm-hmm. you're not going to relapse, Sean. <laughs> Stay the course. Because I, I, in the old days, I had a hard time watching us, uh, that guy give a speech, even in his better times without some booze going. So it'll be pathetic and stupid. And d- d- let's take bets. I- is he going to whisper? Don't you kind of figure at some point he's going to go for the Biden-esque dramatic moment where he's getting real close to the microphone, you know, after he hits his head on the damn thing, you know? Listen, don't. Don't do it. He knocks his noggin on the, on the freaking mic again. Uh, and we'll, we'll be talking about that happy crap tomorrow, obviously. But, man, what a freaking situation. How are you? 210-599-5555. Let's go to Brad real quick. Brad, how are you doing? Hey, man, uh, I'm doing fine. I, I just wanted to kind of recap the Atlanta Oysters chick. Uh, and, and that's the reason Let, you never invite Lizzo out to, nah, to her see, meal. Fat joke. You see how you that. are, ableist. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't want to do body that. Body morphing that. person, whatever. Uh, we'll talk yeah, about the chick who ate the oysters. We'll get there. We'll lighten the, the mood here in a little bit with the oyster chick. I don't want to have to reframe it right now, but thanks for the call. We'll do it later. Uh, right now, we're dealing with the chunky the chunky bits. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. News, traffic, weather. Stay connected. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Talking about the 
state of affairs in Israel and our part in that. Uh, again, the president's going to be speaking uh, tonight at 7 o'clock hour time. And I just got the ABC uh, text. Uh, tonight, President Biden will address the nation to discuss the United States' response to Hamas terrorist attacks against Israel and Russia's ongoing brutal war against Ukraine. Well, Ukraine gets a brutal. <laughs> uh, the speech will be delivered from the Oval Office at 8 p.m. Uh, yeah, again, that's going to be some uh, uh, most edifying and enlightening uh, 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 words from the president, uh, if he can get through them. <laughs> but I, I just like the way the, the announcement is, you know, terrorist attacks, uh, Hamas terrorist attacks, but ongoing brutal war against Ukraine. And uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Here's here's Elvis. Elvis, how are you? Well, I'm pretty good, but I think I got that whole Egypt border opening food aid thing backwards. The way I understood it was that Egypt was opening up borders and committing $100 million for the help. Mm. And then I find out, whoops, wait a minute, it's us doing another right. $100 million. Of course. Um, man, wh- when are we going to run out of cash, brother? This is nuts. Soon. <laughs> I'm assuming. Fairly soon. You know, I describe. You know, we we're talking about the speaker thing earlier, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. I think I ought to just hand it over to Hakeem Jeffries. Just, just give it to a Democrat, man. Just, just stop all this. They want to keep the money river. It's like the. I said this earlier on Where and Rhyme. It's like as a nation, we have this massive payday loan that we're we're just you know chipping away at the interest every other week. You know, we're never going to freaking pay it off. Uh, but let's give a hundred mil to, uh, to Hamas, man, you know, for their humanitarian efforts or whatever the hell. I, I, I swear to Jesus, I, I still, I still think gonna... sometimes this is some kind of weird alien experiment, you know, that I'm actually strapped to a surgical table in, on the mothership and they're just, you know, testing my psychology because th- this can't be real. All this crap is going on. Weird. It's not, it's, it's, it's uh. The beginning of the end of days, who knows, but just keep your ammo supply going. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'm good. I'm good there. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. As far as that payday loan analogy, yeah, we don't get paid until April of next year <laughs> on tax season. <laughs> We have a long time till our next paycheck for the I, U.S. You're right. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. We're going to miss a few payments. The, the Chinese payday <laughs> loan joint that, we're, that we, we owe to is going to be raking us over the coals and calling lawyers soon. We're going to get those red-lettered bills instead of a normal white bill or the <laughs> pink one that says you're about to get your electricity turned off. America's going into collections, you know. Dudes will start knocking on the <laughs> on, on the front door to Capitol Hill. Hi, uh, I'm Jake uh, from uh, you know Acme Collections. Uh, we're here at the behest of some Chinese folks, uh, and uh, you know you, you've missed a few payments. We're gonna start docking your pay. <laughs> you know, it, it's just hard to wrap your mind around, and and it. it I saw a story when I first got in here, and this just is just even makes it even worse. Or, like I said, my, my theme of the day is beyond obnoxious. 
seeing a story when I'm sitting in the other room with Elaine, and and it's a, a, a New York deli, a deli in New York. And wow, man, uh, there's swastikas all over it. There's nothing better than the image of swastikas drawn on glass fronts in America. Isn't that great? You know, you and I have heard our entire life, and I, 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 I've heard it so much that I can't remember who uttered the words initially. I'd have to look it up. Those who do not study history are doomed to repeat it, right? And, uh, and, here, and, and here we are in, in the United States of America. At one point, an entire generation of people, mostly young people, younger than the protesters uh, in D.C. and New York and Philly and all these other states, and younger than those folks, went off to fight fascism on the beaches of France and, across, and around the globe. Okay, we, we lost a whole lot of people from that generation fighting against people who put freaking swastikas on storefronts. And holy crap, just a handful of decades later, here we are again, only this time it's us doing it. Read a freaking book, man. Here's uh, Alex. Alex, how are you? Rhymer. Hey, good to be hey. back. Hey, good to have you back. I hope it was worth the trip. I'll, I'll, anyway, I'm going to talk so. about it a few minutes because it's fascinating to talk about. I can't tell you a whole lot, but I can tell you a little. So that'll that'll come up next. Cool. Hey. Okay. So so let's let's break this down to like everyday mom and dad stuff. So we have two children, and little Johnny goes and beats up little Billy. Right. Right. So dad calls them both in the room and he says. Billy, I'm going to give Johnny $100 million for beating you up. Right? I mean, well, you know, that simple. It is we that have, simple. The president of the United States goes to freaking Israel right. because the freaking guys next door started lobbing more rockets and killing and beheading and raping and pillaging. Ugh. And he says, oh, stop that. But by the way, I'm going to give you $100 million for doing it. Well, to use the kid analogy, then I got to take a break here. You know, we all have heard the stories of the two brothers, of the two sisters, and the one sister brother is always doing bad crap and beating them up. But uh, uh, mommy, uh, you know, doesn't see any of that and continues to blame the other kid uh, for all the trouble. And uh, the kid who's causing all the problems gets all the cookies. That's kind of what's yeah, going on here. The difference. The difference is we know. We got it on yeah. video now, just we like do. you said, Rashida Tlaib talking about all oh, the Israelis, the 500 poor Palestinians got bombed. Oh, God. None of it was true. Uh, so what happened to the word misinformation that I heard for the last three years when they were yanking people off right. of social media right. and shutting them down? Well, no, okay. that, that, I got to run, man, but that was one-sided, and you know it. And uh, it's we're still there. The only woman who's going to listen to you. Tell your smart speaker to stream KTSA. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. We've already had one call on this. We'll get to to Oyster Chick. (laughs) She's now known globally as Oyster Chick. 
Yeah, I searched Oyster Girl and they all all the videos popped up. Yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play. She put out a video it, 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 just very briefly, and uh, we're gonna talk about this. One of the reasons I'm thankful that I'm many reasons I'm thankful I'm married and married to the uh, amazing woman that I am married to is that I'm also not in the dating scene anymore, and I don't ever want to be in the dating scene ever again. Because those people are crazy. Cra- Dating now is it's nuts. And you know, we have a woman who I don't know what what which one of the social media platforms has got out there almost. It might have been TikTok. But a guy asks her out for drinks. They've been talking kinda like my wife and I when we first met. We we talked on the phone a lot. We talked online a lot, but we hadn't actually physically met. And then we 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 met at a Starbucks because I'm cheap. And and when I'm doing a first date, it's hey, uh, you want to get a cup of coffee? You know, because uh, I do believe that if you invite somebody out, you know, like if I if I invite if when I was singly, if I invited you to a restaurant, the idea on my side is we'll get whatever you want. I I asked you to come here, but it, you're, you're you're setting up a first date, and the dude asks her out for drinks, drinks. Right? And they meet for drinks at a famous oyster bar in Atlanta. Chica begins to slurp down raw oysters on the half shell. She ends up slurping down 40, I I believe 43 or 48 freaking oysters. Now, if we do the math, because they come in 6 or 12, right? Yes, but to her credit... She did go on Oyster Tuesday when it was only $15 a dozen. So it wasn't as bad as I thought. But still, dude, 15 bucks for for a dozen? Was that was that a yeah. dozen? So she she did 60 call it $70. 70 bucks just her. But she also ordered the crab cake plate. And I don't care where the hell you are. Okay, you could be at the crappiest joint on the the shores of the Chesapeake Bay, and you're not getting out of a crab cake plate cheap. You're just not. It's expensive crab. So she orders however many, you know, plates of 12 oysters on the half shell, which I love, by the way, and proceeds to do a TikTok video slurping down the oysters. She also orders a couple of freaking crab cakes. Ran up a big bill, and dude goes to the bathroom and doesn't come back. Dude slipped out the back door, man. Probably went through the kitchen and got the hell out of there. Wise move. I did find out. (laughs) I wasn't planning on talking about it right here, but it is since people have already referenced Oyster Girl. Okay, on the show. That's what we're talking about. Now, the guy did apparently, uh, what do you call it, James Cash App it? Or... Yeah, he, he, the bill was paid. He did pay the bill. He didn't stiffer for the bill. Yeah. But he did get the hell out of there. And I think that was a wise choice on his part. As far as the audio that I have, yeah. I have to do a lot of editing. Let's save that for next hour. Because she drops F-bombs. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll play the audio next hour. It'll be the highlight of your day. And for you single dudes, well, you know what to avoid. I'll be honest with you. When I was dating, uh, in the brief period of time that I was single between marriages, 
I, I did coffee dates, and I, you know, and I, and, and whether we continued on really kind of depended on what you were talking about. I, I'm, I remember I uh, had a coffee date with some chick I'd been talking to uh, for a couple of weeks. We meet for coffee, and this is how cheap I am. She starts riffing on how she loves shopping, travel, going to the clubs. James, do you think we had a second coffee date? No. No. No, we didn't. Did well, that alone? I mean, uh, I was fine paying for the grande there, but you know, the, 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 knowing that this chick was all about shopping and travel, I was like, okay, we're just not gonna work, man. So yeah, God bless you, single people who are on the dating scene these days, because it it's just madness. As far as what I was doing for the past three days, I, James solved a mystery for me, and I have to mention this. Because people are curious, and so I, I can't go into a lot of details. But I'm, I'm like second lead in a, in a feature-length independent film. Uh, and uh, we, we, uh, that's what I've been doing for the past three days. I took, uh, had some time to take off, so I took three days off. And we did three 13-hour days. I, I was shooting till midnight last or 11 o'clock last night, got home about midnight. And it's been an incredible experience. Uh, I'm not going to go into any details ever about what the movie's about or the plot or any of that stuff. But it's my first experience doing a film. I, I've had very little acting experience in my life. I did a community theater 100 years ago. Uh, with the director of this film, I've done a couple of short things. We did the 48-hour film project together uh, a year ago. So this is my first. James, you've done this. You've been in, you've done film. This is my first feature-length shoot. Yep. And I, you know, you offered. We were outside, and you you brought up something, and the clouds parted <laughs> because we've been shooting in somebody's house. Uh, in fact, we did two days, two 12-hour days last week and three 13-hour days this week because we only have this house available for these five days. So we had to get all the shooting done that takes place inside the house and around the house in those five days. And without me saying anything, James was like, so was it warm in the house? Were you sweating inside the house? I'm like, you know, now I think about it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> we were shooting inside, I'm sweating my ass off. I never, didn't really think about it. It's my first uh, visit to, you know, first time doing a movie, so I didn't, I didn't complain about anything, man. I was just happy to be there, but I'm like, it, it was really freaking hot. And, and you said, well, it's because they got to have the air conditioning off because the mics might pick up the sound. And I had no idea. So I just learned something else this morning, uh, talking to James, but it's it's a great experience I'm I'm thankfully because I am inexperienced. I'm I'm working with a crew that are very experienced, very confident, and very talented actors and filmmakers, which makes it a lot. I mean, you know, it makes it a lot easier on me. Yep. Uh, to be in that situation because going into it, I can say it now. I was <laughs> I was a smidge anxious. Well, and now you've made what are going to be lifelong friends because yeah. you sort of go into this experience with this group. Yeah. And you'll you'll stay in touch with all of them. I promise. It's going to be cool, and you'll you'll see. It's, it's great. Yeah, and the, the lead guy and I were talking about that. He's done a lot of work, and he's like, every one of these shoots is an experience, and you do you make memories and friends forever. 
I, I told a guy at one of the casts, I said, I feel like I'm in this really cool band that nobody's discovered yet. And we're like recording this amazing freaking record. And, and it's just like, damn, this is good. You know, oh my God, I can't wait for people to see this. Now you're going to have the hangover, which is like when you get home from summer camp and you <laughs> miss all your buddies that you know you won't see. And right. there'll, be, there'll be a little depression you watch. I bet. And probably a little ass pain. I'm tired, man. I, I'm a not a young dude, man. Those are three, especially the last three days, are really long. I mean, I literally would wake up at 8 a.m., drive to the set. We'd shoot till 11 that night and then drive home and get up and do it all over again. But it was the most hardest work I've ever done, I think, and the most fun I've ever had. We, we got about uh, We got most of it done. We got some a uh, bunch of shooting to do, and uh, again, we're not going to be. You're, you know, it's going to take a while before this thing is available, but it's you're going to really, really like it. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break at Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. The news, weather, traffic, and sports for your That's day. Why I listen. Always on News Talk five fifty KTSA. All day, every day. And FM one zero seven one. Man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Back to the newest of the day. Let's go to uh, Mike. We love Mike. Mike, how you doing, man? Mike, you there? Yeah, you? Hey, man. Yeah, you? I'm going to have to call you the movie star. You're a movie star now, brother. <laughs> no, I ain't that, but it is a lot of fun. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, you're making all the money now. I'm going to have to see if, yeah. No. To, I didn't know I was. <laughs> this is no. I'm doing it for free. It's a. It's a. It's 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 a, uh, a collaboration with a very good friend of mine. So you know, it's a lot of. Fun. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I just, Later yeah, now, I when I become a, no, I, I I hope to be a rich and famous movie star down the road. Okay, how's that sound? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kidding with you, Sean. You you a radio you a radio star, though, brother. That's but right. yeah, let me uh, let me say this right quick uh, about this to leave piece of garbage. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, like I like I said, man, she needs to be escorted out of the uh, Congress building. What she did yesterday, she already has the Palestine flag on, on her office door, mm-hmm. and then she tried to incite a riot. These individuals uh, stormed the building after she said what she had to say, and um, and like you, you could better believe if a Republican congressman did the same thing she did yesterday, he would be under arrest. He would be under the same prosecution that uh, Donald Trump is in under right now, and she shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. If we have any kind of rules in America, they they should uh, they she should be arrested today by the uh, FBI, the Congress, Congressional uh, Police Department, and put in jail where she belongs. And like and like Trey said on his show, and then kicked out of the country because she doesn't deserve to live here. And I thank you for taking my call this morning, Mike. It's always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I look if she were held to the same metric that Donald Trump is legally, well, yeah, she'd be under charges right now. And that's not saying that I believe Donald Trump should be under charges right now because he didn't do anything. Uh, Tlaib, though, I guess you could probably make the argument that she's borderline terrorist, that she's borderline treasonous. Hey, the people of Minnesota keep putting her back there, so I don't know, you know, what to tell you. Look, Tlaib is reflective of the whole freaking swamp i mean that that's that's who they are i mean they, 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 they're of uh, her caliber which is no caliber at all they're horrible people she she went into being an american politician or or being a congressperson with all this stuff in her head 
And the, the, the sad fact is a lot of people love her and think she's great. And I, you know, I mentioned this deli in New York City that got swastikas put all over it and anti-Israel stuff. And the, the fact that this is happening in the United States of America is beyond, it's just so sad. What is, what is wrong with you people? What is freaking wrong with you? Watching her, you know, go on and on about this hospital thing. Where the damn thing landed in the, uh, it was misfire. What we're hearing now from our own state, well, our own security council, uh, uh, our security experts here in this country, uh, is that it was uh, a misfire from Hamas. And uh, I think the word I keep hearing is errant. Landed in the parking lot. Not saying people weren't, I don't know, we, we, we keep hearing 500 people. We, Talib is saying everybody in the hospital was killed, and that, we know that's not true. Uh, not saying that uh, uh, people, a lot of people weren't injured. Not saying, I, I don't know what the death count is or how many people actually died. But the, 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 the way they're rewriting the history already and editing the history of this actual event that took place is sickening. When you're talking about, you know, 40-odd decapitated babies. And I got to listen to this chick uh, uh, ball her eyes out, you know. uh, Like I said earlier, after maybe dabbing a little Tabasco in her eye to make herself cry. It's, It's pathetic. It's pathetic even more so because these are Americans. As far as the protests and that crap in, uh, again, in New York City over the weekend in Times Square... Uh, I, I, I call them Lulamon hijabs because uh, I actually uh, I was writing a poem about it, about the protests over the weekend. And I, I'm seeing all these, you know, well-to-do honky kids wearing the hijabs. And I went online. Yeah, you can buy those on Lulamon. Cost you about 100 bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, it, it's, it's, again, watching Americans take the side of people who are, without question, the most barbarous people on this planet, next to the cartels. And I think a lot of these terrorist guys even freak out the cartel dudes, frankly. Oh, your methods are harsh, you know. Uh, it's sad. It's, it's sad. It's embarrassing. Uh, I'm embarrassed as an American citizen because of these people who are predominantly young college people, college age, college people. But, you know, you're dealing with an entire generation of people who were raised with this crap in elementary school. And then once they got to the collegiate level, a lot of this stuff, Palestine good, Israel bad. Well, all I would ask of you is that at least call them Jews. At least be honest. You don't like Jews. Don't, you know, hide under the label of Israelis and all the Israelis. Yeah, you you obviously what? You don't like Jew. Are you anti-Jewish? That's really what's at play here? Is that what's going on? What's going on here is ignorance of an epic level. I mean, this is history-making freaking ignorance that we're seeing unfold in our own country. While the very people they say, uh, you know, are freedom fighters 
uh, routinely run roughshod over their own people, use their own people as human shields, uh, set up uh, missile launching sites in their hospitals, in their schools, so that when Israel responds, those people die. It's sick. We'll be right back. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? It's good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, phone lines are open. To, well, you know, we're back talking about the unhappy state of affairs on planet Earth right now. But the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Scott, hang on. I'll, I'll talk to you here uh, in a minute. Um, again, to describe a lot of the folks who are, and this is beyond Tlaib, this is just the, the general population of the folks who are out there, again, with their Lulaman hijabs and fists in the air and their Palestinian banners and talking about genocide, freaking ethnic cleansing, to describe them as morons, you know, is going kind of light on them. I mean, I don't know if there is a word that really kind of <laughs> rises to the level of stupidity that these people are are putting on display. And I'm, I was thinking about a couple of things over the past few days in regards to that. Uh, first off, you know, I, I and I was unaware of this, but the, the general mythology, right, general narrative, I guess you'd call call it, is that uh, the Palestinian people in Gaza are just oppressed. They live under the boot of the Israelis, you know, who are just big, rich, and powerful a-holes just trampling on the, Pal- the poor Palestinian people. And you know what? There are poor Palestinian people, and there are oppressed Palestinian people, but it ain't the Israelis doing it. And I was unaware of this. Did you know... And if you did, I, I, I might sound like a dumbass because I, I just found out about this. You and I have heard, you know, for the past, what is it, 11 days now at this point? Uh, since this thing began about people going into safe rooms in Israel uh, to escape Hamas, uh, the Hamas guerrillas roaming through the towns, through the neighborhoods. You know, uh, this kid was in a safe room, and they were able to blast their way in and get to the kids. I was unaware that apparently it's a law in Israel that you you have to have a safe room in your house. You are legally responsible, I guess, to be in code or whatever you would call it. To, to be able to have a house, it has to have a safe room. Now, why would that be? Why would you have to have a safe room if you're living in the nation, within the borders of the nation that are the oppressors? Why would you need that? Well, they need it because the bombing is unrelenting. The bombing is random. The, from the uh, the Hamas side, backed by Iran and a whole bunch of other uh, a-holes, uh, the, the bombing is unrelenting. It's always going on. What we saw a week ago Saturday was a major freaking operation of what they pretty much normally do. Now, they don't go into the borders uh, of Israel. They don't go into the neighborhoods. 
But if you're in a cafe in Israel or you're in a movie, and I've heard, uh, I've never been there, but I, I've, I've known a couple of people who are Israeli, and they would say, you know, you, no matter what you do, and you know what, and whether you're a Jew or you're a, you're a Palestinian living in Israel, you just never know. You could be going to the movies, going for a night out, going to, you know, uh, a business district or a shopping district, a retail district where you're doing some shopping. You could just be walking down the street in your own freaking neighborhood and there's a, a missile lands. And so they are required, apparently, to have safe rooms. Again, and I, I want to give full credit. My wife is the one who kind of brought this to my attention. You know, again, why would you need a safe room if you live amongst the oppressors? The other story I heard that just took my breath away, I mean, and still sends chills down my spine. And if you're a parent, it should send chills down your spine as well. I saw an interview, we saw an interview with a father over the weekend, a Jewish father living in Israel. Uh, and I don't, I, I'm not, you know, he had, he, I believe his daughter was 12 years of age. And I believe maybe she was, uh, I, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I can't remember the details if she was at the, con, the, the big music fest or if she was just in a neighborhood somewhere. But when Hamas started rolling through, you know, rolling into these neighborhoods in Israel and rolling into this kibbutz and the music fest and all this, his daughter was grabbed. Twelve-year-old daughter. Didn't know where she was. I, as a parent, I cannot, again, comprehend what it must be to be a parent in that situation. And I'm thankful and feel blessed that I don't comprehend that. And I hope I never have to comprehend that. But here's a father who doesn't know where his 12-year-old daughter is. He only knows that in some way, shape, or form, she's in the hands of Hamas. Well, he gets confirmation that his daughter, in fact, is dead. Uh, her body is found, retrieved, whatever you want to say. And so he gets the official notice that your young daughter is no more. She's deceased. And he's being interviewed. And they ask him how he feels. And, again, one of the most chilling things I've ever seen, he, he kind of smiled. And said, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Of course, your, your immediate response is, but you, your daughter is dead. Why, why would you be thankful? And he explained, because now I know that she's not suffering. For the past few days, or the past week or whatever, I didn't know what was happening to her. And we know what they do with people that they grab. Horrible, unimaginable brutality. Rape is probably the least of it. And he said, I know my little girl is not suffering, is not being raped, is not being tortured. And certainly, yes, his, you know, I'm paraphrasing, I'm, I'm, I just lost my daughter. So I'm, 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 you know, obviously grief stricken beyond all comprehension. But the man was thankful that she was dead. Because the fact that she was dead meant she wasn't being tortured and brutalized. 
and you're you're gonna march your Greenwich Village ass down to Times Square in your Amazon bought Muslim garb and start talking about ethnic cleansing and apartheid. That's who you are. You know. Again, I, 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 a lot of this is incomprehensible, but a lot of this also is, is something that the Israeli people and Palestinians living in Israel have had to deal with for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, again, I, I keep going back to seeing those swastikas drawn on a, on a glass front of a deli in New York City in, in the United States of America in the year 2023. I really don't give a crap what this old fart has to say tonight, what this old fossil, this, this talking corpse, this anemic, feeble old man who is just a face of whoever they are, the puppet that they prop up. I don't give a crap what he has to say tonight. I really don't. I got to watch it because it's my job, (laughs) you know, got to do my professional diligence there, you know, and watch the damn thing. But it's going to be bilious. It's going to be vomitous. It's going to be hard. It's going to be obnoxious. And and this father's reality is what these people are dealing with. You know, unfreaking believable. 210-599-5555. Here's Scott. Scott, how are you? Good. How you doing? Hey, man. Good to be back at work. Actually, good to be back. Yeah, glad to have you back. Uh, that's that's tough. Everything that I just listened to, um, uh, it kind of throws you off in what I wanted to say from a few minutes ago. But um, there's so much to unpack. But you know, the the media is always so quick to dismiss or downplay anything that's said. Right. You know, seven days ago when they reported, you know, people on the ground. You have military reporting, beheaded babies, entire families killed, you know, people killed in their beds, you know, whatever it was. And you have the media completely downplaying that. We have no confirmation. We don't know. But then here you are, this misfired missile or bomb or whatever it was hits a parking lot. And they're quick to say 500 people died. And Israel pulled the hospital. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they're like, it's confirmed. They did it. It was Israel, you know, but here you are. You have people on the ground saying, seeing, and telling us the things that are actually happening, and they completely downplay it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of, yeah, it is sick. And I think a lot of people need to realize this is a terrorist organization. And that's another thing they keep downplaying or not saying. Hamas did not go in initially to attack police or military of Israel, they killed civilians they went in to slaughter and brutalize civilians exactly this they did not go in there to you know wage war against israel they did it against their people the people that are not armed right they didn't go well, in to fight against the military that's like we asked last, at the end of last week you know before i took some time off you know what could israel do what could israel do so that you know Hamas would say, all right, that's it. No more jihad, no more holy war. It's all over. Nothing. There's nothing they could do. You know, there's no, they couldn't pull back far enough. They couldn't just pack up and, you know, I don't know, you know, move to California. There's, there's nothing they could do that would stop this on their end. There really isn't. And, you know, all the people here, you know, supporting Palestinians and saying, you know, Israel's, 
you know, doing these horrific things. I mean, you know, th- this has been going on for years and years and years. You centuries, know? really, if you think about it. Yeah. yeah, centuries, yeah, if you think about it, yeah. So it, it's always gone back and forth. Right. But what has happened in the past 11 days is incomprehensible yeah. what they have done to the Israeli people. I agree. Period. End of story. I got to run, man. Thanks for the call. Very quickly, uh, Steve, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm with you, Sean, on the old, the, the whole uh, fraudulent uh, president speech tonight, Ugh. words from a fraudulent president. You know, I have no interest in any of it. It's all pr- presidential propaganda at this point. Yeah. God only knows who's writing it. But the tears of Rashida Tlaib, the Hollywood and the media tears, are right up there with uh, AOC's mm. uh, tears at the empty Barack Hussein Obama cages many years ago. This is all Hollywood. This is all an act. It's if, all showbiz. If Hamas, if it's all showbiz. If Ham, it's all propaganda. If 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 Hamas's missile had struck and killed a hundred uh, uh, Israeli infants, there would be no tears from this fake phony actress. Well, we already know. And, and there would be infants, no tears from. There's, there's no tears from her over any of that. What we already know. No. And she doesn't care anything about the people that died. All she cares about is how she looks, maintaining power, whatever will keep her in power, whatever will yeah. will will grant their side victory. That's all she cares about. Yeah, which whatever will continue to support her celebrity lifestyle is is all that chick cares about, right? I appreciate your call, Steve. It's all phony. It is. Her. It is all phony. And I, you know, I'm I'm increasingly nervous, not nervous, but, you know, increasingly disturbed, shall we say, about the uh, upcoming presidential election. And we'll, let's talk about that when we get back. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Coming up, more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Rima Show. Israel at war. Stay connected to the latest. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. We're back. 1024 on the Sean Show. Went a little long in that opening segment. Had a lot to get off my chest there. Uh, Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Politics. Um... I don't think Donald Trump's going to be the next president. Uh, I think Joe Biden's going to be the next president. Uh, and if not Joe Biden, because he just can't, you know, like can't even prop him up with a stick or insert him digitally, Kamala Harris. But, you know, I, I, I'm looking at this Maris poll that came out, uh, I guess, yesterday or the day before. And I've, you know, I, RFK Jr.'s got a lot of great ideas. He's definitely pissed off a lot of people in the Democratic Party. He wandered off the res. He's a Kennedy man. What's with you, dude? Well, that name didn't even save his ass. But I, I tell you what, he's gone independent now, right? I think that's what it, what's going on. Yeah. He's a, he's a big eye now. Uh, and I've said for a while with him, and, and you know, and I, I, to what extent he's genuine or, genuine or not, I don't know. I, I don't really, as a matter of course, trust politicians on either side in any way, shape, or form. said for a while, well, what if he's a Trojan horse of some kind? What if he's a guy who's putting this stuff out there? 
you know, fiscal responsibility, strong national security, close up the border. Uh, and it's all smoke and mirrors, and it's really just, uh, in a weird way, an attempt to get in there and then become your real self. I, I do think a lot of this stuff is genuine for him, though. You look at this Maris poll, and let's see, Trump is at 49%, Biden's at 46% if the election were held today. 5% are undecided. If you're my age... I'm mid-50s, you you remember the Ross Perot factor. <laughs> it's what we always refer to. If you're a certain age, you haven't the faintest idea who we're talking about. But Ross Perot was an independent candidate who kind of established the idea in uh, in recent times, if you will, that when you run as an independent, you tend to shave off Republican votes and hand the election to the Democrats. Which is interesting because uh, most independent candidates, as far as my memory, uh, tend to be folks who, you know, are, are not unconservative. They're, they're people who espouse some conservative things. Independents tend to be libertarian types. Uh, I, I I wouldn't call myself a libertarian, but I'm like, frankly, a lot of Americans, and I track right. I, I'm middle right. Okay comes to a lot of social stuff. A lot of you would, you know, folks listening to the show would probably say I'm a liberal. Uh, when it comes to national security and uh, the the economy and things of that nature, and letting entrepreneurship thrive and staying out of out of the way of business and business owners and business growers and employers, leave the free market system alone. That's ideologically pretty much where I am. You're two dudes who want to get married? God bless you. Go live and be happy. I was talking to somebody over the past three days who, uh, you know, was probably much more conservative conservative than I am. I said, well, my, you know, politics in a nutshell is leave my ass alone. Stay out of my life. Uh, and so a lot of independent candidates go into uh, a major campaign season saying a lot of that stuff which appeals to some conservatives, I guess maybe you'd call, I don't know, moderate conservatives. I don't know. There are people also who are deeply frustrated at what is described or what we call the two-party system. They see the fact that there's only Democrats and only Republicans and everything for the most part is in and of itself bad because corporately they really don't operate very differently once they get inside the beltway. Or once they get the big gig. And certainly I believe that to be true as well. But life on the in the real world is that an independent campaign for president especially, yeah, is going to really affect negatively the Republican candidate, the Republican candidate, and benefit the Democrat. And so when you have 5% undecided... And the math is 49 Trump, 46 Biden. You can do the math in your head. Um, you know, I, I the evil plot, if you will, against Donald Trump as far as the indictments, you know, this gag order thing, or is it the case in D.C. can't talk about now? The other side can, but he can't. I mean, you got election interference of historic proportions going on right now. 
And that's after election interference of historic proportions in the last presidential cycle. So increasingly, I don't think, you know, I really don't think Trump's going to be, I don't think he's going to make it. I, will I vote for him? Yes, I will. If he gets the, the, ultimately the nomination by the Republicans. Of course I'll vote for Trump. I won't have to think about voting for Trump. It's a done deal. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. They're, they're, they, he's got more forces allied against him now, in a sense, than he had in 2020. And these people, they're like, you know, if you're a terrorist, all you... Oh, i got to take a break. If you're a terrorist, all you really have to do is terrorize people, all right? If you're a Democrat, all you really have to do is cheat elections. And they're about it. Let me... i got to take a break here. I'm, I'm long on time. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Oystergate. This is this story has really taken on some legs. Or I guess we should say feet, James. Um <laughs> We have a woman who posted, I guess was a TikTok video. Something like that? It's it's on YouTube. It's all over the place. So I guess other people have lifted her TikTok right. video, but it's everywhere. And I, I have not. I didn't get home till midnight last night. So I, have, I didn't even actually hear the audio or see the video. But here's the setup, okay? Dude asks her out for drinks. It's kind of like my wife and I when we first met. We, we'd talk on the phone. We'd, we'd talk online a lot. And then we got together, you know, and he asked her out for drinks at a, at a popular oyster bar in Atlanta. And she goes, she meets him at this place, and she starts ordering oysters on the half shell, for which this particular restaurant is famous for. Um, and she eats, was it in the 40s, like 48? 48. She slopped down 48 very expensive mollusks or bivalves, I guess you'd call them. And I didn't realize this. She also ordered uh, some crab cakes. Potatoes. Potatoes. Crab cakes are expensive no matter where you get. So she got crab cakes, potatoes. James, you looked at the images. There's all kinds of... Now, I will give her credit. She ate the oysters proper. Lemon, Tabasco, a little bit of the cocktail sauce. Well, good. Straight out of the shell. Okay. At least she's being, you know, honest about her oyster eating. Right, yes. And doing it properly. She was not worried about looking dainty. No, which you can't be when you're sucking down <laughs> the bivalves. And she posts, as she's doing that, she made a video. We're going to play the audio here in a second. But, you know, obviously is racking up a pretty pricey, you know, tab. Dude, excuse me, I, I got to go to the restroom. Dude goes to the bathroom and doesn't come back. He ditched her. Now, we found out that he did pay... The tab was it like over two hundred bucks, or it was, it was? I mean, it was probably about one fifty total because it was right. that fifteen dollar dozen special. It was oyster night. Yeah, right. it was cheap night. Yeah, well, cheap as oysters can be. Dude certainly didn't expect her to be slopping down the half shells and crab cakes when he's just asking her to meet her for drinks, and she freaking videos it. And let's listen to some of this fascinating audio. Meet me here. They got the best fucking oysters in Atlanta, like hands down. So I'm like, yes, I can get some content. Come on. <laughs> yeah, when the fourth one came out, he was looking at no. me crazy. I didn't give a fuck. No. I'm like, baby, you invited me out. I'm gonna eat, and I was coming anyway. Um. But I ain't gonna lie. 
so good. 10, 10, baby. Why the f this just nigga say he going to the bathroom and never come back? The f Sweetheart, that guy should have ran. complaining only bought her one drink yes yes she did you heard correctly he bought you one drink and he's a blankety blank because he bought you one drink he bought you a freaking oyster boat man he brought he bought you the day's catch sweetheart oh she's an idiot <laughs> she's a complete freaking idiot don are you there yes yes <laughs> now, Don, you know me, man. You ask for a second refill on the Grande, I'm going to ditch you. This, <laughs> this chick, <laughs> this chick slopping down the oysters, right? And what we figure, what you figure, James, like around fifteen bucks a pop, probably for yeah. half for a dozen at, on Oyster Night, Tuesday nights at uh, Fontaine's in Atlanta. It's only fifteen dollars a dozen. Not to mention, she's also making a freaking video about it while she's sitting there. Don, how would you have handled that situation? Well, you know, I don't think that uh, the cost of the meal had anything to do with it. I'm going to say it was her sour personality that probably had more to do with him splitting than the cost yeah. of the meal. Yeah, and she met a sweetheart and a nice person. Right. Maybe it's like, you know, hey, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shower this chick with some love, man. I'm going to buy yeah. her some serious footage here. But no, she, no, that guy, dude, whoever you are. Yeah. He made the right call. You made the right choice. Good for you. In the words of the old uh, knight at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, he chose wisely. Indeed. And got the hell out of there. Yeah. See, I knew that my wife, because I had had a couple of coffee dates, you know, when I was briefly single. And I knew my wife was the one I was going to go with because I, I tried to impress her. I'm not going to mention the franchise, but I took her to one of these places that is frequented, frequented largely by Caucasians of means. And, it, and I wanted to impress her. And so they had one of those fancy hamburgers. It's got the kale on it. You know, the, James, you guys know the fancy hamburgers that have the knife, the steak knife shoved down through the middle of it. You know what I mean? You brought it a Red Robin, didn't you? No, no. No, it was no. better than that. No, I, I, I know which one you You know to. what I'm talking about. Hop. It's a cafe of sorts. Oh, okay. And, you know, it's it's a little pricey, and I was trying to impress her. And she was like, what is with this $12 honky hamburger you're trying to shove on me? Why don't we just go to Whataburger? I'm going to marry you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Why don't we just go to Whataburger? No, hombre. You know. Chicks slopping down the oysters and ordering the crab cakes. Yeah, you, you're lucky. You, you, yeah, I'd have been out the door fairly quickly, man. Let this be a lesson to all you single. Di- and women, too. Because, you know, things are downright up right now, right? So sometimes mm-hmm. the woman will invite you out and, you know. But th- there used to be a thing called grace where if somebody, I mean, even I am like this when I, or I was, if somebody took me out to dinner, I didn't go in and order the most expensive freaking thing on the menu. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, the rule is you sort of order the equal value of the person who's taking you out or less. Bingo. You, you don't go above what the person I, who's taking you I out. I see what well, – this is what I do. So what are you having? You know what I mean? Then I gauge it from there. Well, at least I used to. I don't, I'm not in this situation anymore. Mm-hmm. But holy crap, Don. Yeah. <laughs> James, I mean, that's ridiculous, man. That was a lot of cuckoos, man. I can't believe he's like he like been in that bathroom a half hour. Yeah, I, he might be building a wall. I bet he's got some brick and mortar going up there. <laughs> he's, he's digging a tunnel out he's of the place. So you don't see him leave. He's like the cartels, man. He's tunneling underneath the bathroom to get as far away from you as he can possibly get. He's the smartest dude in your life. And she's mm-hmm. she was a she's an attractive woman. Oh, I haven't even seen the video. She's cute? Yes, she's cute. She's attractive. I'm sorry. You could even say beautiful. Ain't nobody 48 oysters <laughs> cute, all right? Maybe I'm, a, I'm our 50th wedding anniversary. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, ain't nobody that cute on a first date, dude. Right. She lacked a lot of, she lacked etiquette in all facets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting there with this display of gluttony going on. And she's you don't videoing. see the future. You don't see the mother of your children sitting there across the table I, from you. Holy crap. I can't <laughs> wait for mom to meet this one. <laughs> Jesus. I had to take a second oh, job man. just to pay the tab. And this chick's complaining about it on, t- on a video. I think the video thing is obnoxious, too. And I do a lot of crap on Facebook, but I. Some chick starts TikToking while she's emptying my bank accounts. You know, that would piss me off even more. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's only one problem. Now I want oysters. <laughs> it does, it's oyster season. It, it, it does sound Is it good. oyster season? In Atlanta. Uh, apparently. Apparently not yeah. anymore. Chick she ate, ate them all. Chick ate, the, <laughs> chick ate up the whole season's catch. <laughs> Got to wait till next year in Atlanta. All right. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk 550 KTSA. Local radio that's important to me. And FM 1071. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Good to be back. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Again, uh, the president, and I use that term loosely, uh, is going to be talking tonight about Israel and apparently Ukraine as well. And that happens at 7 o'clock our time. And, uh, you know, I'm a talk show host, so i got to watch it. <laughs> I will be honest with you, and I, I said this earlier, that it was it was... It was more tolerable, in a sense, to watch a guy like Biden, who is a total piece of crap, watching that guy talk about anything, you know, used to require uh, alcohol to a certain extent, and now I'm alcohol-free, so I got to take the speech tonight straight on, man. (laughs) No numbing agents. (laughs) Got to hear it all straight up, and uh, I'm not placing any bets, but... You know, I, I'm I'm just wondering, you know, is he going to do the whispery thing tonight? I bet he does the whisper. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. In a general speech like that, he tends to do the whispery thing when he's, you know, at something that's more akin to a campaign event or an appearance. It's not a secret. Oh, God. He was doing the don't thing about Iran, right? 
I saw that. Don't. Don't. Just don't, man. It's like, don't what, dude? You just gave him a hundred million freaking dollars. Don't spend it all in one place. Is that what he meant? You know, cover the trail of it a little better. I don't know. Don't do what? What don't you want them to do? Well, I, I'm fairly certain we won't be hearing that tonight. But I, I read you the. I, I got a. You know, I get these alerts from news agencies and on my phone. And uh, 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 here, here's uh, the alert from uh, uh, a news provider that shall remain nameless. Tonight, President Biden will address the nation to discuss the United States' response to Hamas. Wait, let me read it to you verbatim. Tonight, President Biden will address the nation to discuss the United States' response to Hamas terrorist attacks against Israel and Russia's ongoing brutal war against Ukraine. Now, it's no big thing for most people, but I, you know, I, I break stuff down word by word here in my mind. And, you know, Hamas and their terrorist attacks against Israel were not described as brutal. In fact, if this were a text from a legitimate or uh, a news provider that was actually concerned about journalistic ethics, the word brutal wouldn't be there anywhere. But uh, there's de- you can see the distinction right here. See, because they're not probably not really digging the whole you know, Hamas attack because, yeah, they can't talk about how we're fighting evil in Ukraine. But you could see it in that one word in this text. Russia's ongoing brutal war against Ukraine. Oh, by the way, y'all need a, let's see here, need a comma after ongoing. Um, just saying. I'm a, I'm a grammar Nazi. I am. Should be a comma there. Which means somebody of Generation Z wrote the freaking thing. I don't know if you picked up on this, but I have. I'm seeing more and more mistakes in, in not only it used to be just print and website stuff, but now I was watching Fox News and they put up a quote from somebody and friends was spelled F R E N D S. I mean, it, you know, so they're idiots and they're propagandists, uh, but you know, hey, it's coming our way at seven o'clock tonight. Thank you, James. Good to be back. Thank you, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Don Morgan, I'm a good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Why the f*** does he say he's going to the bathroom and never come back? <laughs>